geek vomit ASMR experience. Uh, Turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it off. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Geek Vomit. I am Marcus Hooper. I'm Seth Jackson. I'm Ryan Ford. And today, we actually have a very, very special guest with us. He is... Uh, actor extraordinaire, uh, comedian, oh uh, professional clown. Yeah, he, uh, he he puts the class back into class clown. It oh. is Derek Fultz. Hi, everyone. I'm Angela Lansbury. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Now, now, Angela, uh, <laughs> why did you choose the teapot of all characters? If we can get right to it. Um, I feel like that really uh, signifies my body shape a little bit more, so I just really related. And also, I have a son that has a chip in him as well. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> Edgy. <laughs> or a chip on his shoulder if we want to get, like, all... Zack Snyder's knocking at the door right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I know that you've been asking a lot about uh, geeky stories on your Facebook page, uh, and I've been thinking about like what was like my geekiest moment. But I don't really have like a geeky moment per se, as much as I have a geeky experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's every time that I try to explain the Kingdom Hearts franchise mm-hmm. to um, literally anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the first game is actually very, very good. Uh, a lot of people would say that it's one of the best games ever made. Um, it's when you start getting into the uh, Game Boy Advance okay. games and like onward, where the story just gets absolutely bonkers. Like that's the only way that I can describe it. Um, kind of like imagine if you're like sitting down with a normal, rational thinking human being, and um, <laughs> no one who would listen to this. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but you're sitting down. You're like, okay, I'm going to tell you a story about how Mickey Mouse. And Sephiroth from Final Fantasy 17. 17? That's not even a real game, Derek. What are you doing? <laughs> Just give it away. Your credibility for yeah, this is yeah, gone. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, I'm gone now. Okay, so uh, so you're you're right. Uh, you're going to tell them a story about how Mickey Mouse and Sephiroth from Final Fantasy 7 time traveled through a bunch of different Disney worlds on the Nintendo 3DS. How long do you think that conversation would last, Marcus? <laughs> Um, depending on your level of obliviousness to their uninterest, uh, uh, potentially, maybe well, like Marcus forever. has a habit, Days. a really bad habit. <laughs> Can we just say, okay, you guys pick on me a lot, but the, <laughs> the whole reason we started this podcast is because we all have done this to people. No, it's true, but Marcus has has a uh, <laughs> he's got a problem, like a really bad problem. Seth, I, actually, I actually caught you. <laughs> he caught me the other day. Talking about Batman versus Superman um, to somebody in the hallway, and he just was like, <laughs> "Like out of all people, it had to have been me in the entire universe." And I was just so embarrassed. Um, yeah. The first step to admitting that you have a problem is admitting that you have a problem, Marcus. It's not a problem. <laughs> BVS is the best movie. Of all time. <laughs> anyway. The Razzies would disagree, but um, yeah, that's basically just how everything goes. My favorite thing is the glazed over look that people get whenever I talk about it. And then they try to humor me by adding into the conversation. And it's one of those things where you're just like, you don't get it. You don't understand. You don't understand the artistry behind mixing Disney with Final Fantasy and random anime characters. <laughs> you're like, no, no, I didn't want you to respond. I'm talking at you. Okay? Yeah, I, I, I love the experience of talking to a wall. <laughs> See, I, I loved one. Kingdom yeah, Hearts it's great. One, fantastic. But like you said, like when they started getting like two point eight remix, like redo <laughs> remix, dance like, <laughs> yes. dance, dance revolution. Yeah. <laughs> it's honest, no, honestly, speaking of two point eight, 
those are literally the most frustrating games in the yeah. world because you want, or I'd say you as if it's a collective, um, <laughs> I want new Kingdom Hearts material and they keep on giving me here's the first game remastered in 1080p. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, cool, it still looks like garbage. <laughs> That's kind of how most games are, though. If you think about it, they're like, the remastered HD edition, and I'm like, I can't tell. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> mm, must have missed that one. You were talking about um, the glazed look that people get yeah, when yeah, you yeah. start to geek vomit all over them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are two different looks. There are the people who just stop listening, and there are the people who are still trying to listen but can't keep up. So the people who, like... Stop listening. They mm-hmm. get the glazed over look. But to me, it's the funny. Who, the people who can't keep up have this look of sheer panic on their face. And they also start to blink really <laughs> fast. They're like, okay, uh, uh, okay, uh, uh, yeah, okay, uh, Final, Final Fantasy. Okay, we'll have to go back to that. Uh, Disney, uh, Mickey Mouse, <laughs> giant key sword. Okay, uh, I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> and you're just like, and they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, that's usually when they start blinking, that's when I'm like, I'm sorry. We can talk about something else. <laughs> like we... and, then, and then they'll try to be like courteous to me. They're like, no, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And you're like, no, I get it. I, like, I understand. You're not even facing me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You've packed up your stuff and you're already halfway out. I'm board. finishing our conversation via letter now. You're not even here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's actually a really good segue because we're talking about Kingdom Hearts. That, that does, that's a video game series with pretty good story, pretty good storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our topic, <laughs> I could have done it better, but, uh, bittersweet. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They didn't ask me, but, whatever. um, but our topic today, <laughs> uh, our topic today is actually storytelling in video games, which I will say, I feel like in the past decade or so, um, has been getting progressively yeah. better and better and yeah. shorter. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's really interesting to see the like turn of events from even like twenty years ago to now. Um, just the need for a narrative in a story, yeah, will make or break if the story gets bought or if it succeeds. Yeah, because you look at like Pac Man and stuff like that. They didn't even have a story, and they didn't. You know, to, to, <laughs> to those audiences, you know. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> you couldn't tell the character development. Marcus wasn't in that. Those audiences didn't need a story. You know, to them, the fact that video games existed was enough you know they were like wow the fact that i can make this yellow dot eat other smaller dots and run away from ghosts is all i need like that was groundbreaking you know Mm -hmm. so i even wonder if like people back then even thought about having stories in video games if they were like we need stories in video games or if they just started putting stories in video games and people were like oh we didn't we didn't know we needed this until we got it it's funny a yellow dot can eat everything in sight and it's fine. But when I do it, I'm wrong for it. <laughs> I'm tired of the double standard in video games. Yeah. Video games are inherently fat shaming. I feel like really attacked. <laughs> Can we make a t-shirt that's just his face? I'm feeling really attacked. He said that in every episode. So I have. Let's do it. Um, so we're, we're going to go around and uh, we're going to talk about our, our favorite stories in video games and our least favorite stories in video games but we're going to start with favorite first and we're going to start with Derek since you're our very special guest Derek what is your favorite story in a video game uh my favorite story right now I played a lot of video games that I just love the story but um this one really just took a hold of me and just shook me like a dog (laughs) um there's a video game that came out uh I think last year but the middle or end of last year called Overwatch 
And um, I think what this game does really, really well is that the game itself does not have a story. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just a competitive shooter, you know, a team-based shooter. But you find out all the lore through, like, character dialogue in the games, like character interactions, mm-hmm. or through YouTube videos and stuff online. And I think what makes that stand out against other games that do that, like Destiny, is that the characters are actually very interesting. Like, there's, like, 23 heroes mm-hmm. in this game, and each one of them have this, like, very significant backstory, and it's just like, wow, you care about all of them. For those of you who don't know what Overwatch is about, uh, basically, like, in the future, um, there was this sort of crisis, I think they call it the Omnic Crisis in mm-hmm. the game, where robots have, they're, like, with AI, they grow to be kind of malevolent or, like, evil and stuff like that, and they start this big thing... I'm explaining this very poorly, but um, <laughs> so the, the the I think it's the government, Ryan. You help yeah. me. Out. Yeah, yeah. The government starts um, this team called Overwatch, and it's basically how they deal with the Omnic Crisis. That's cool. And basically, Overwatch is this sort of worldwide organization that they go all over the world and do all these things. Um, and it lasts for a while until it finally kind of just collapses in on itself and. Two of, like, their main leaders end up dead, but one of them is now back as, like, this sort of, like, ghost apparition kind of thing. And um, he works for this, like, terrorist organization. And in one of the cinematics, this big gorilla named Winston, who's also uh, talks, like a, he talks like a human and is very intelligent, uh, basically re- reenacts Overwatch and they all come back. And I think there's supposed to be, like, a movie mm-hmm. or something eventually coming out from Blizzard. Wow. Um, but that's what they wanted to start. They wanted to make it a movie, but they're just like, uh, we don't know yet. So they made it into a game. They gave it all this lore. They gave it these really, really interesting characters. And I think eventually they're going to make it into a movie. They made but, Warcraft and they, and they, they <laughs> tasted the sweet life. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, man. With, with Zack and Cody and they, they had to come Was back. Warcraft good? Have you guys seen it? It was not good. It wasn't? It was not, not good. The lore was interesting. And I, I think, um... I liked some of the cinematography, right? but I, I was sitting next to someone who loves the game, mm-hmm. and I think if I wasn't doing that, I would have been very lost, because there were tons of times where I was like, now who's that? Like, what's happening? What's the significance of this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, maybe if I would have actually played the game growing up, I would have liked it, but to me, none of the characters were interesting. I didn't care about any of them. Like, whenever, spoiler alert for the movie Warcraft... Uh, whenever the, <laughs> they go to war, yeah. Whenever yeah. the king character dies, it's supposed to be this like super like emotional moment. You're just like, eh. yeah. Like, I mean, he kind of got what was coming to him. But yeah. now, on the topic of Overwatch, yeah. So, um, and the storytelling dynamic of it, they have these. The Blizzard has the animated shorts. Yeah. Right. Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Uh, it is a toss up. Between the one with Tracer and Widowmaker, yeah, that's I think it's called Alive, uh, and Hanzo and Genji. Hanzo and Genji was really good. Um, Winston's my favorite tank, mm-hmm. and so I love the the first video with Winston. Okay, whenever uh, you know Reaper and Widow show up, um, but I also really loved seeing the origin of Soldier. <clears throat> whenever the little girl is running to the store, yeah, and he runs in and starts beating everyone up. That's my favorite. Like that one really gave me. Like, actually gave me chills. I haven't really? watched like, these. Like, seeing Soldier fight for her. And he, like, gives her her money. He's like, here, kid. He's like, get off the streets or something like that. And then he runs off yeah. into the you yeah. know, to the night. 
Yeah, the animated shorts are phenomenal. Like for only being like six or seven minutes at a t- like each, like they they tell such like a cool yeah. narrative. It's awesome. They pack a lot in there. Blizzard really knows what they're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, clearly. I just I mean, feel like every time they release a game, it's just like one good thing after another. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I also feel like Blizzard has their own style. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like I was talking to someone about Overwatch and it's like, it's almost like if Pixar made a, a video game. Yeah. Like this, I guess the soft style, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really adds like a whole nother layer to it. Like even, even the. Um, the landscapes and stuff like that. I feel like they... Yeah, you know, it feels very cartoony, but at the same time, there's like... Satisf- little, yeah, satisfying. There's like, there's like a little like trace of blood here and there, and then like also... <laughs> like Pixar. Yeah, like Pixar, but also there's these very like deep, complex, like dark characters almost, yeah. and you're just like, oh. The Overwatch characters are slowly going towards the incinerator holding hands, and you're like, oh no, gosh. okay, wait a minute. When I saw that... <clears throat> I almost cried. That was a very sad moment. In Toy Story 3? Yeah. Just to, that doesn't happen in Overwatch. Uh, I heard it, just to be clear. Yeah, just, just to be clear. Uh, I heard that there was a guy that um, edited down the Toy Story movie to where, to where it would end at the incinerator mm-hmm. and showed it to his mom and waited like weeks until he actually um, showed his mom the final movie. Yeah. Seth's taking a Snapchat Seth, right sorry. now. So <laughs> without a little like I thought he was taking a picture, so I posed for it. No, him. no. My dad texted me and he was like, Well, ready for that podcast tonight, so I was just gonna send him a snap. Oh. Yeah. He's ready to like, listen to it. And be like, We actually banned your account from yeah. listening to that. <laughs> uh, this episode's gonna be titled Seth's Parents Love Him. Yeah. 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 Appar- yeah. Apparently okay, okay, so the last episode, if you started on this one, which you could have, the last episode was called Seth's Parents Hate Him. You should go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't actually. Uh, Seth's parents. I'm sure you're wonderful people. Um, they don't actually hate him. They, but apparently, what what happened when your dad commented on episode two? Uh, no, he didn't really comment on it. He was just like, mm, "Love the title." <laughs> but my my mom actually sent me a list, and she was like, "Okay, first things first. She's like, I'm "I love list. Twilight, and if you don't know anything about it, then don't comment on it or whatever." But jokingly, you know what I mean, and. Uh, and she was also like, I'm wonderful. Please tell everyone I'm wonderful. Like, I'm begging you. Uh, yeah. Gosh, Seth, Seth, my hero. And all this other stuff that I didn't read. And No. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Seth, you're my hero. I don't know. I didn't read all of it. Uh, my, Very sweet, my, my own mom. Um, but no. Anyways, I was just sending him a snap because he was, he was texting me about it. So. Yeah. To be clear, Seth's parents, I never actually thought you were terrible people. It was just a bit that I was devoted to. I do want to say that... <clears throat> We talk about my parents every podcast, so <laughs> and uh, but they 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 love it, they enjoy it, they're having a lot of fun listening to it and sharing it with their friends and everything. So thank you guys so much. It's I'm like I'm really stoked that you guys are enjoying it. So and uh, Farmer John's family seems to enjoy it too. Passed away yeah. last night. You're right. What Farmer John Wick? <laughs> Farmer John, <laughs> yeah. Wick. John Wick. Thank you. See, I'm in on the jokes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Um, I, I wanted to bounce off of what you were saying about Overwatch, and I'm 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 sure I can't be the first person to have made this argument that uh, Valve making Team Fortress Two is you know was very similar. In oh, their... literally, it's that's the argument really? between Overwatch and Team Fortress Two is that it's basically the same game. Well, I've I've never played Overwatch, so I I mean like I don't I can't yeah. you know what I mean. So I've never heard of the argument or anything. I just know. From watching Ryan play it, uh, it reminds me of that. And you're talking about the stories and creating these little character art arcs or whatever through animated stories or whatever. Yeah. And, that, and that reminds me of 
uh, Team Fortress 2 and how how good Valve is at creating these characters and creating these worlds. And <clears throat> if Overwatch keeps doing what they're doing, you know what I mean? Not to not to compare, but Valve has had Team Fortress 2 open for God, Years. God knows how long. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, if they could do it and and they're and you know and Blizzard is following a similar similar formula, I don't I don't see a problem with them being around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the second they don't do anything good, you're like, nope, shut it down. Yeah. Shut down the servers. I've, I've had enough. Stop. <laughs> Uh, I do have a question. I haven't played Overwatch either, and we've, okay. we've established that right. I haven't played many video video games. Not because I don't want to. That's just just, just checkers. The hand I Solitaire. was dealt. Yeah, <laughs> Minesweeper is my favorite video game story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but from what I understand, Overwatch doesn't really have much of a campaign, right? It's not at there's all. no campaign. There's no campaign. Um, that's the thing. Like, there's no like story to it. It's, mm-hmm. or, I mean, there's a story what? <laughs> that exists in the in the the mm-hmm. cloud, right? Uh, if you want to use technical terms, um, but like in the game itself, there is no campaign mode. It's all um, sort of competitive, like team based stuff. I feel like a lot of um, games are doing that recently, and I want to touch on that briefly. What do you guys think about games being like? No, we're not going to actually really show you the story. We're just going to kind of imply that there's one there and you're just going to enjoy playing with your friends. Well, I mentioned this briefly, but one of the games that does that is Destiny. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a semblance of a story there. Right. But you collect sort of, I think they call them like grimoire cards. Mm-hmm. And you have to go online and read a lot of the lore. And it's like, okay, this would work if your lore was interesting. Yeah. And like... I've heard that Destiny has gotten a lot better since it first came out. I played it when it first came out, and it was hot garbage. Um, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful Even now, garbage. I think it's pretty rough. Yeah, basically, like, that's one of the stories that does that, where it's like, it's not really... It, there's a semblance of a story, and it, it alludes to lore, but at the same time, like, you have yeah. to go online and look up everything that, if you want to know the backstory. That but it, it seems, though, that at least... Even if Overwatch does that, it seems that at least the gameplay is fun enough that it's like it doesn't really matter. Right. Like you're like the story's interesting, but it seems like the gameplay is fun enough that you're like, this. I'm still really glad I bought this game. Yeah, which yeah. right now there's a lot circulating around Blizzard because there's talks of this character that we're supposed to be getting called Doomfist, mm. and there's some pretty big lore circling this weapon called the Doomfist. Um, and so they've been releasing all kinds of like um, articles that are from within the game, uh, things that are going on within that world. And um, the uh, Blizzard actually said they're like one of the coolest things about this world we've created is that we just started it. They're like, but the players in the community, they're the ones that are taking it off. Right. Like, mm-hmm. They're the ones that are really forming these things. And I mean, they they said that's been awesome to watch like everyone else's opinions unfold yeah Yeah. that's cool and the thing about blizzard is i think maybe this might be why overwatch might be different than destiny is you know blizzard has made games you know like uh world of warcraft and they made starcraft right and things like that and yeah um i haven't played those either but from what i can tell (laughs) from what i can tell like for example world of warcraft like Mm -hmm. they both have a huge following yeah yeah they have huge followings but they're seeped in lore um, and, you know, but I feel like those games, while those games may be more about, they do kind of want you to pick up the story. Mm-hmm. It does seem like all of their games really kind of revolve around this theme of playing with other people. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's the point is you get on to play and like live this fantasy life with right. other people. And really like the story is just something that seeps into you while you play, you know, yeah. which I think is fine. But then the, I feel like games like Destiny, 
I don't really. I couldn't tell you what company made Destiny. Uh, Bungie made Bungie. the same company that made Halo. Right. Ah, well, see, Halo very story driven games. Yeah. You know, so I feel like that's why Destiny came out, and they were like, oh, it's really more about multiplayer, and people were like. But don't you make stories? Like, isn't that right. the point? Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like for Overwatch, maybe people weren't necessarily like expect it was Blizzard, so they weren't like, we're gonna get the best campaign, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Destiny is still pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, it still has a pretty big. Well, it, it looks gorgeous, mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of people really enjoy the game mechanics and things like also, that. Also. Uh, a lackluster performance from Peter Dinklage did not help this game out at all. Well, didn't he get taken out, too? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they replaced it with Nolan North. Yeah, another, like, very, very well-known Played Nathan voice Drake. Act. Yeah, yeah. A, a very well-known voice actor. Peter Dinklage was just like, I'm doing this between Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's like, I'm Tyrion Lannister. I don't care. Yeah, tink- I think it was uh, Dinklebot. That's a Dinkleberg. Dinkleberg. Doug Dimidol. Yeah. <laughs> Buy my blubber nuggets. <laughs> but yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people in the gaming world today are are noticing this trend, and in, in I don't like it, even though it doesn't really affect me as much because I'm still trying to catch up. So I don't really have these modern games that are doing this. Right. But it even angers me on principle that it seems like they're kind of just putting out games and making you pull, pay full price, and they're kind of incomplete. And then when they add the story or add the things that you want, you have to pay full price again for those additions. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a a unanimous feeling amongst us all. And uh, they're also doing that with the DC Movie Universe. Ryan, uh, what is your your, (laughs) uh, favorite story in a video game? I really struggled with this, guys. I talked with Seth for probably two hours today about it. Even just minutes before we started, I was scrambling to get something together. Yeah, crying. Feet in the fetal position. Crying Ryan. <laughs> crying <Yeah>. Ryan. <laughs> That's what we call him. That's me. Sometimes. <laughs> Twice a week. I think um, we just started calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, please give me credit for this. Trademark, 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 trademark. <laughs> so, so growing up... That was a slow burn, you said. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny, but then I started thinking about it and playing it in my head again and it got even funnier. <laughs> All right. Okay, Ryan, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, yeah, we're just trying to have fun here, guys. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Shake it out with the boys. <laughs> What's better than this? <laughs> guys being dudes. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> we're good. Okay. So I really struggled with this, like I said. And growing up, my favorite kind of games were the Jack and Daxter series, yeah. Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm, Spyro, mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank, Tyler Tasmanian Tiger. Um, those kinds of games, and I love the storytelling in those, and I felt that was really my my first time to get into the storytelling dynamic of video games. Um, but as far as going newer generation, um, a game that really um, hit me pretty hard was actually the first game I had on PlayStation 3. It was the Infamous series, mm-hmm. and I know we've talked about that. So many times on the show. Well, like already. Once. twice. Twice. On two episodes for an hour. That's like each. a baker's dozen, at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I think I know what a baker's dozen is, guys. I'm a baker. Mathematical. <laughs> uh, but I love those because I felt like it was the first time we were thrown into like that position of, hey, here's all this power. Get out there and have fun with it. But while you're doing it, you also get to choose if you want to be a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. And every choice that you make, even if it's just like walking down the street and accidentally punching an old lady, 
or like just walking right past her. Yeah. You know, like that stuff really affects everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt like that was the first time that I felt like the done actual dynamic with storytelling. Yeah. And how deep it could be because throughout the whole game, uh, Cole, the the very first conduit. It's finding out who framed him. What is a conduit? Explain that quickly. Um, a conduit is just a person with powers. Um, they just start kind of appearing all over the place, and people are afraid of them, and so they start attacking them. Um, and that, I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I know that's that's not a whole lot. Uh, language of origin. <laughs> <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence, please? Okay. But I, one thing, one thing that I, Ryan actually is the one who suggested Infamous to me. Because I a long time ago, I had this conversation with him where I was like trying to catch up on good PS3 games before I get to the PS4 because I've missed a lot. What do you recommend? And he's like, check out Infamous. One thing that I really liked is that it's an original story, right. you know? Yeah. To whereas, you know, there are games that use pre-existing superheroes and do those stories well. This was an original superhero story that didn't feel too gimmicky, you know? It was really... It was this really fascinating post-apocalyptian superhero thing. And it was. I thought too. It was a cool, an extra layer to it was he was a superhero, but people were terrified of him. Mm-hmm. And I know we see that kind of in other superhero stories. Not going there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like X Men. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Um, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed that. Like, even he was a hero and everything that he tried to do, like, even though he tried to save them, they were still scared of him because they knew what he could do. I think the best uh, storytelling element of the Infamous franchise is um, the badder you get, like, if you choose to be evil. Uh, the more edgier you yeah. get, like your skin gets paler yeah. and mm-hmm. your, the right your clothes, yeah, your clothes get like darker. You start and you shopping just, at Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk out with like a Bring Me the Horizon shirt. <laughs> just like Spencer's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spencer's. You're wearing a Jack Skellington beanie. And it's just like, <laughs> you're just like, the first rule about being emo is you don't talk about being emo, all right? You start cosplaying as Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was that a, uh, Batman reference? No, that was a Suicide Squad reference. Mm, thank God. <laughs> That's literally Batman vs. Superman adjacent. Like it. It's like a spin-off movie. Uh, but I, I I really like that game. I think it's and I, I think it has a, a really good twist at the end that I actually didn't see coming. I don't have you guys played Infamous? No, yeah. but I you, you say it, go for it. I it's been out forever, so if <laughs> if you haven't played this game, it's not it's not our fault. Um so like there's this guy <laughs> There's this guy. What, what's his name? Do you remember? Kessler. Kessler. Okay. Chrysler. So, <laughs> Mary Chrysler. The Chrysler building is... <laughs> Mary Kessler. Um, <laughs> so, so Kessler shows up and basically is doing a bunch of terrible things. And he's the main villain of the whole game. And you fight him at the end. And then it's revealed that Kessler is actually Cole, the main character from the future. Like basically coming back to... I don't know. Groom him, this make is him the first one. Make him, yeah, make him stronger because there's some kind of big threat coming mm. that he was not prepared for. Right. So he goes back in time to make himself even stronger than that by giving him all of these really difficult things to go through, so that he can. And I, I did not see that coming. I was like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> wow. And then one thing I do like about the second one is they actually really continue that story. The whole plot of the second one is that creature shows up yeah and the one that kessler talked about and you're like oh, okay we're 
moving right into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in another game, too, I was talking to Seth about this earlier that I really feel I should mention is the Gears of War series. Yeah. Those are the goriest and grittiest games, but that is the first game to ever make me cry. That game made me ball like a baby. The second one actually made me ball like a baby. Yeah, blood scares me too, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it was a skull logo when the game actually loads up. Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. <laughs> No! <laughs> Just like... <laughs> the third I, one... Go ahead, go ahead. I canceled my TV. That's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Sue! The third yeah. one was... Uh, you just played the third one, right? Yeah. And you, you know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. We're just gonna say it right now. Three, two, one. Beyonce. Ronald McDonald. Dom. Oh my god. Uh, you guys are equally close. As close. So. And I think Dom, because the, the story um, circles around these people who are part of this group called Cog. Um, but the two main characters. Cog. Yeah, Cog. <laughs> cog, like in a machine. <laughs> no, that's it. Like, really. No, yeah. logo is a cog. No, yeah, I'm just clarifying. Yeah, C O G. Oh my god. Oh my, get out of here. <laughs> no, I just. Get out of here. What I, are you doing? I didn't want Seth's mom, when she critiques this episode, to be like, okay, uh, <laughs> he said a really naughty word. <laughs> Try to refrain. Where's my, where's my mom from? <laughs> he said a wordy dirt, and I got a New Mexico. Uh, uh, right, New Mexico. Uh, but anyways, it circles around Marcus Phoenix and Dom. And I played those with my cousin growing up, and it was his Xbox. So I was always player two, meaning I always used Dom. Mm, yeah. So Dom was my guy. Oh, no. Dom was my no. guy all the way through. And of course, um, the whole time he's looking for his wife. He's like, have you seen my wife? Just the whole the whole thing. <laughs> he walks into a McDonald's. Have you seen my wife? Press X to have you seen my wife. <laughs> it's covered in Christmas lights. Have you seen my well, wife? It's, that's all X does throughout the whole game. You can just shout that anytime. X have you seen it. my wife? X, X, X gonna give it to you. <laughs> Anyways, what? the whole time he's looking for his wife. He finally finds her. And um, the locusts, which are the bad guys, what was that? <laughs> Puberty is an amazing thing. Ryan I'm is 12 years old. This shouldn't be happening. Uh, you guys heard it first. <clears throat> Ryan became a uh, Yeah. I want to say, though, locust doesn't sound very intimidating as a name. It's like, it's like we're the grasshoppers. Fear us. <laughs> but have when you see, see them. Have you seen yeah. Bugs Life? Have you seen Bugs yeah, Life? Seen Bugs Life? <laughs> Kevin Spacey <laughs> is so scary as an we, insect. We say that. But he finally finds his wife. She's super, super sick. She's pretty much not even there. And um, Same. <laughs> Dom was like holding his wife. And he's like, I'm sorry, baby. I got to you as fast as I could. And Marcus is like, okay, I'll, I'll give you a minute. So Marcus walks off. And then you just hear a gunshot. And then they're like, just leave him, leave him. Because the locusts show up. And so they're fighting. And Marcus... Uh, and the gang, they're getting swarmed. And then it's, uh, you hear a vehicle, and it's Dom. He's like, I'm coming, Marcus. And uh, there's like this massive swarm. Yeah. And he's like, Dom, no, don't do it. Uh, but he's like, he's like, he's like, I lost everything I ever wanted. He's like, I did everything I could. He's like, this is it. Let me be the hero. And he crashes into him in his car. 
mm-hmm. blows up. Like, I've got chills just talking about right. it. Right. But it's not like a fast, like, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, like, what I mean? Like, it's like, okay. Yeah. Have you seen my wife? Yeah. <laughs> I found my wife. I was actually, I was waiting for you to be like, he goes in and his wife is there and he like cradles her and, and she's like, she's like, hey, I'm really sick. And he like, like pulls her close. He's like, have you seen my wife? Uh, like, this actually sounds like the plot of every Fast and Furious movie ever made. Don't worry, guys. We're family. <laughs> Come stop your crying. It'll be all right. Please tell me they played that song in the game. <laughs> they played uh, Mad World, right? They actually, yeah, that is the theme song for the Gears series, the whole series. Mm. But I remember just me being Dom and that happening. That really made me cry. <laughs> All around me. <laughs> <laughs> I think the original trailer was Marcus running from like a horde of the locust. Yeah. And it was playing that while he was running. He was like turning and shooting. And I think even in the Gears of War 4 trailer, which I haven't got to play that game yet, really, really want to. Um, that actually takes place with Marcus's son. I think his name's JD or JT or something like something that. Something like that. Something like that. And it, it's playing the same song. Mm. Um, it's just, and I thought it was really cool that it was such a gritty, bloody, oh my gosh. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> a gritty, bloody, and gory game. But it would make you cry like a baby, you know. So that was that was really cool to me. Yeah. To me. <laughs> so uh, we're all going to talk in really deep manly voices now because we're men Ryan what's your favorite game my favorite game <laughs> is the uh, uh, I'm <laughs> please don't judge me for the game that I have picked uh, call, I picked one Call of Duty Ghosts I play that all the time I'm feeling really I'm not going to say that I'm feeling really attached stop <laughs> my voice is a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions <laughs> <laughs> I need a juice box. <laughs> You're not helping your case. <laughs> I swear I'm not 12 years old, but I do need my juicy juice right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop talking. Y'all have fun. So, Marcus, yeah. your, your favorite your favorite storyline in the game. Okay, I'm. Uh, I, I was really afraid you guys were gonna make fun of me for this, but it we probably is. Will. For, for, I know you will. First of all, you know, it has to be, <laughs> shut up, Seth. It has to be, you know, out of the games I've actually played. You know, because I... Both I, of them. <laughs> all two. All two of them. The, the Korean game at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> the karaoke machine at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Maybe Kane's, actually. Marcus goes to Kane's every day. Dance Dance Revolution. That's where you'll find him. Yeah, Dance Dance Revolution. I, I actually oh, play Kane's, Kane's Online. I'm crying. <laughs> you get to make your own chicken dinner. <laughs> Cooking, mama. Mine has mine has those glasses with the nose and mustache. Wait, wait, Derek, was it you that was talking about speedrunning Club Penguin? Yes, speedrunning Club Penguin. That is a community on YouTube, um, and it's basically you play Club Penguin and you say the most offensive thing as quickly as you can and get banned from Club Penguin. Uh, I have not done it, mom. So uh, don't worry about me. Uh, uh, Club Penguin rip that has gone yeah. forever. I'm crying, I, I never guys. played it. So. I am crying. Yeah, me too. Club Speed Penguin run was my email. <laughs> it, was, it was a cultural milestone. Honestly. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, we lost a lot of, of great people in 2016. Uh, yeah. Vine, Club Penguin, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Oh, oh God, Marcus. that one's real. Yeah. I was, I'm being serious. I hate you. I'm leaving. Speaking of, <laughs> Bill Paxton passed away this morning. Yeah, it was really sad. R.I.P. to the realist. I felt bad. I had to look up who Bill Paxton was. Mm. I was like, wow. hey, who's Bill Paxton? <laughs> did you have to look up who Bill? Paxton? I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Marcus. What is? Yeah, apologies. Your favorite game? Uh, okay, it is Batman Arkham City because I feel like, first of all, you know, we're talking about specifically storytelling. I feel like that's kind of like the Batman movie that we, it's the Batman movie we deserved, but we didn't. Uh, we moving didn't get. on, Seth. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. No, but like, I feel like that is, that's better than any Batman movie we've ever gotten, Arkham City. Yeah. Like, it's such a riveting story. Why do you, why do you feel that way? Well, I was I was gonna yeah, get into I'm, that. I'm push. I'm pushing. Extrapolate, Marcus. <laughs> well, Extrapolate? first of all, first of all, the pre- I think the premise is very interesting. The fact that he was able to convince the city to let him basically turn half the town into a prison, like that's fascinating. You know, so it's like a prison city. <laughs> that's great. And then like all the villains are there. And it's, uh, of course, perfect for a video game scenario because all the villains are running around and you're not like, what the heck? Because it's a prison. But, you know, they, they have this one, one element in a story that's always good is like the ticking clock. If, if, you, can, if you can like start off the, the story by being like, a bomb's going to go off tomorrow. We have to stop it. That's always a really interesting narrative tool. And yeah. they, they do that in this, you know, Protocol 10. When you first start, he's like, Protocol 10 will commence in 10 hours. And then like, as you go through the game, that countdown goes down further and further. And like, you know, he's trying to figure out what that is. And the, the, I don't know, the idea that he arrested Bruce Wayne and now Bruce Wayne is in there and he knows who, that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And so you have to like figure out like what's going on. And then For like- the sake of the audience, he being who? Uh, uh, Hugo Strange. Right? That's his first name? Yeah. Hugo. I was afraid I was going to say that and people were going to be like, uh, no. <laughs> his name is actually Hugo Strange. <laughs> his name's actually Philip Strange. Um, but- Stephen Strange. It's just, you know, the voice acting is phenomenal. The It was written by the same people who wrote the stories for the Batman animated series, you know, which was, which was, were also phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I love, some people have complained about this, but I love how it's not Joker, but it's Joker. Like this, the main overarching plot is not about Joker, right. but it ends up being about Joker. But I mean, come on. Doesn't every Batman story happen like that? It, and isn't that kind of what we want in the back of our head? Like Dark Knight Rises, everyone's always like, oh, if Heath Ledger were there, we're still alive. We wish he would have been brought back into Dark Knight Rises, you know? And so I think it's just, it's so, and the idea that Joker's sick, and then there's also this subplot of now you're infected, and so you have to find the cure. And it's just like, there's so much going on, and I love it. And, yeah. and that's the, I genuinely felt like Batman playing that game. Like, I would sometimes just go beat up thugs in the street just because I was like, punk kids, I am vengeance, you know? <laughs> Young punks, Young get punks. off my lawn. And I, you know, and maybe my, maybe my pick is not the most prestigious story of video games. No, it's but, but you enjoy it. It's, you know? it's the one that first came into my head. And I kept trying to be like, no, no, let me think of something else. Let me think of another game that's more like, oh, it was, it was written just like a movie, you know? But yeah. like, I don't know, this one... 
so far, it's my favorite story. It's the one that I keep going back to. Right. I keep replaying <clears throat> Arkham City over and over, and I just... Well, once you buy a third game, that'll probably, um, <laughs> that'll probably change. Um, I have six games. <laughs> Stop! Okay. I have zero dollars and zero cents <laughs> yeah. in my bank account. <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing? Shut up. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Stop talking. You sound like Jerry Seinfeld. It's like, it reminds me of that scene on a... Oh! I'm Batman! Oh! On Bugs Life, he's like, don't go to the light. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. so, can, can Jerry Seinfeld please be the next Batman in the movie? No, so so much. no I want that. Yeah, I have the knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the deal with the Joker? <laughs> I tell better jokes than him. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's this Batman movie about? It's about nothing. <laughs> the theme song is just the bass slap. It's just for a really gnarly bass Joker's just like, oh, you fooled me again. But down, 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 It's the game about nothing. <laughs> but yeah, that's my. I couldn't. I mean, I could think of other stories I liked, but that was literally. I I replay Arkham City like yeah. probably every few months. So yeah. that's the one I've liked the best. So, cool. and I mean, people have talked Arkham City to death. And if you haven't played Arkham City, play Arkham City. It's a. It's amazing. And there's a twist in that one, too, which I didn't see coming. <laughs> which I'll tell you right now. I will. <laughs> Spoilers. That one's been out for a long time. And but you just told him to go play it. <laughs> well, y you could still play it. I knew the twist when I first played it, and it was still good. So, you know, Joker's sick, and you have to, like, figure out, you know, the cure. And he so just got a gnarly head cold. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. He had walking pneumonia. He got food poisoning. <laughs> um... He's really sick and he's dying, and so he infects Batman. So Batman can try to. Batman has to find the cure, or else Batman's gonna die. And so, you actually do find the cure, and then Harley Quinn comes and like steals it, and so Batman is still dying. And then you have to go get it, and then Joker is all better and stuff, and he's you know he's looking good. And then there's a bunch of stuff that happens. I won't go into it, but basically it comes to the end, and Joker kidnaps Talia Al Ghul, who's like Bruce's uh, Bruce's love interest. And he says, like, give me the cure. And, of course, Batman's like, I, I mean, I don't understand. You know, he's like, you've already got the cure. And then Talia al Ghul stabs him. And then he's like, oh, okay, Joker's dead now. And then Batman's like, wait a minute. And like, he does all these, like, flashbacks throughout the game. Uh -huh. And there's all these hints. Like, joke, at one point, Joker said, how do you hide something from the world's greatest detective? You put it right under his nose. Basically... I mean, you need to just watch the sequence yourself. But basically, the twist is that Joker didn't get the cure and that Clayface was pretending to be Joker. And apparently, all throughout the game, most of the time when you saw the Joker, it wasn't the real Joker. Because even when he was all sickly looking, the jo the real Joker was actually much worse off than that. And he didn't even want to show himself to his, to his thugs and he wanted to make a good impression. Yeah. So they knew he was sick, but he was still trying to put up this front... And so then you have to fight Clayface, and uh, and Joker looks ratchet. Like, re he looks real bad. Um, and it's just, it was an amazing twist. That was another twist that I was like, huh. When I first watched the gameplay back before I had a PS3, I was like, wow, okay. What's that twist? And then, you know, I, I love stories where, like, there is a twist, but the whole time it was planted all the way through. Yeah. And then when you go back, you're like, oh, yeah. You know, like, there are these little hints that, and I just never noticed it, so... Yeah, that one, I won't keep talking about it. But yeah, that one was is my favorite video game story. Cool. 
Um, <clears throat> I had a really tough time trying to decide what my favorite story was. Uh, Last of Us is really good. Mm. Bioshock Infinite is really good. Mm. <clears throat> Any Legend of Zelda game is really good. Mm. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Debatable. <laughs> uh, Link's Awakening, the best. No. <laughs> If if you get that the Game Boy Color game, <laughs> no, it was a it was a it was a SNES game. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, but I eventually landed on Portal, which I don't know if any of you guys have played Portal. Oh, yeah. I've not, but I Fine. I have Portal Two is the best. Portal Two is really good, but I decided to stick with the original, <clears throat> even though they're both great games. Yeah, uh, Portal was actually not. A full game. It was like a spinoff of Half Life because it's in the same universe. And if you don't know Valve, uh, they they do that with almost all their, all their games. They're kind of connected. But Portal was kind of like a practice run to see if people would enjoy it, and they did. And it became really popular. But basically, the whole point of point of Portal is uh, you've got this company called Aperture Science, and uh, they have these test subjects like thousands and thousands of test subjects that they're running through these different chambers and stuff like that, kind of like rats, you know? And they have this giant uh, <clears throat> this giant computer that runs the whole system called Gladys. And she ends up going rogue and becoming, you know, evil and takes over all of Aperture Science, killing all of their scientists and everything and just destroying the whole place. And that's when you wake up as Shell, who happens to just be one of the clones. And uh, the whole point of the game is to try and solve these puzzles and, and get through Aperture Science to get to the end, to where you have to fight Gladys, <clears throat> destroying her, so, so you think, until you play the second one, destroying her, and then escaping. Um, and, and that's pretty much the, the, the whole game. But the reason that I like it is because, kind of like Derek was saying, and Valve does a really good job of this, is the lore. Uh, you're, not, you're not directly given the storyline when you're playing the game. It's not... I think there's like maybe one cutscene in, in the game <clears throat> and that's at the end and that's it. The rest of it you have to hear verbally through Gladys while you're playing the game. You've got to see the writings on the wall. There is actually one survivor. His name is Ratman, uh, Ratman and he's <clears throat> he is a, one of the scientists that, that survived and is pretty much giving you the directions on where you need to go but you don't ever actually see him. Um, but that's why, that's why I enjoy it because you have to figure it out on your own, and it's the fans, you know what I mean? They, yeah. Anyways, whatever. Uh, Ratman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the best movie! No, god, no. <laughs> no, I actually have not played Portal, but I have heard that Portal 2 is one of like the best games. It is good. And Portal is shorter, right, than Portal, Portal 2? Portal is very short. And I just want to say this, before speedruns were a thing, I beat Portal in 58 minutes, and I have two witnesses. Proud of you, kid. That's it. That's Aww. all I'm saying. Proud of you. It's like a four-hour game. You beat it in 58 minutes. That's right. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm, That's I'm amazing. Proud of I've beaten that game too many times. <clears throat> Golf clap. Uh, you, then you snapped. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's so the future. those are those are our best, or or, our, or at least our, our personal favorite um, stories in video games. Before we move on, I just want to ask a question. Is there anything particular, are there any particular elements that we want in a video game story that we're looking for? Um, well-developed characters. 
I feel like if the character is not well developed and I don't care about it, then I'm going to have a really bad time playing the game. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think really good story, really good stories for me are ones that don't just rely on cutscenes. Because like that's kind of one reason why I'm kind of avoiding Metal Gear Solid. Because I feel like Metal Gear Solid is a movie where sometimes you get to play a game. Mm-hmm. You know, Last of Us is kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. I I was just I'm just saying like I think the best games like Arkham City does this and I'm sure you know a lot of your favorite games do this where a lot of the story takes place outside of cutscenes they do have cutscenes but most of the story happens in the interactive portion like maybe Batman's walking around so you're still controlling him and then Oracle contacts him and he, and she's like I've got some new information for you you know or like while you're doing something somebody's saying something and yeah yeah from what I understand that's basically how Portal is is you're not, like, being told the story through cutscenes. It's like, like yeah. you said, like, <laughs> I, I really enjoy that. And with Portal 2, like, you have other characters other than Shell. Because you don't have a whole lot of information about the main character. You just kind of know that she is a clone and she's there. And uh, in the second one, you wake up and I'm assuming, you know, you're the same. You're the same clone from the first one because when you escape, you actually get dragged back in um, to, to the uh, Aperture Science whatever combine thing that's underground mm-hmm. but uh in portal 2 you get characters other than gladys you get uh you get wheatley which if you guys don't know him yeah voiced by uh, voiced by what's his name i love this actor he's so good not enough i can't think of his name though but i'm gonna look it up you guys continue Anyways. i think i think for me what i look for most in the game is like i want an emotional I want a motion-driven storyline. Okay. Give me something or someone to fight for. Like that's that's what I want. Um, I mean that's that's really it. Like I, I love yeah. emotional-driven story. You know, emotion-driven stories. That that's what I want again. And I'm the same way. And we've talked about it a little bit. Um, I would choose. I would choose a game that has a great story and a little bit of fighting, than a shoot 'em up. That provides me with no context of what's going on, right. and I don't. If I don't feel connected to the character, and if I don't feel connected to the world around him, it's a fun game. It can still be a fun game, but it's not in my list of games that I remember. You know. Yeah. Stephen Merchant, by the way, voiced Wheatley, one of the co-creators of The British Office. Really. Also going to be in Logan. He's the oh. really he's the really pale guy in the trailers. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. I think. Most of the things that make a, a a movie script good work for a video game story. It's just they need to be interactive. Right. As long as long as this is a story that the player can be a part of. See, that's what I, I haven't played it, but in principle, that's why I don't really like Metal Gear Solid because it seems like they have to show you most of the of the story. You can't play it. Like you you basically walk to the next cutscene and then they'll show you the story. And I'm like, that's not what video games are about. Just come out with a Metal Gear Solid movie. Right. You know? Yeah, I I've heard Metal Gear Solid is like notorious for like thirty minute long cutscenes. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't have the time. Yeah, yeah. I have places to be, people yeah. to see. Yeah, I can't sit here and see like The Last of Us. It does have a lot of cutscenes, but it's also just a massive game. And there's also a lot of stuff that's said between cutscenes. It's right. it's almost always talking. There's rarely silence. The places that you go in The Last of Us make sense and it adds to the story. I'm. There's a lot of games where it's a bunch of cutscenes. Now you're in the middle of this field and you've got to fight for your life or whatever. There's really no scenery. And you're kind of in that same area for a long, long time. And then you get to the end of it and you're like, 
well, frick, like, what was the point of all that? You know, if I'm at a cutscene that's at a totally different building, just let me fight in that building where this cutscene is supposed to take place and bring me to that storyline. You know what I mean? Um, which Bioshock Infinite, I think, does a great job of combining story, but also combi combining f fighting. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you're invested in the story and you're, and you're invested in the characters that you're attacking and you're invested in the main character. And so that was my favorite game of 2014. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to go around and we're going to share our least favorite story in a video game. And again, we're going to start with Derek. Derek, what is your least favorite? Oh boy, do I have a doozy of a game. I almost choked. <laughs> just think. Uh, yeah, oh, just, um, okay, so flashback to whenever the PS4 was released. Uh -huh. I think I got the PS3. <laughs> It was like $10. Yeah. Uh, probably 2013, 2014, something like that. Um, a game was released for the PS4, not around the launch time, but like a couple months later, uh, called The Order 1886. Right. And this game looks gorgeous. It is a gorgeous game. The graphics are phenomenal. But other than that... <laughs> There's really nothing there. It is a graphical showcase at best. The story is garbage. Like, it's hot, steamy garbage, really? not just garbage. <laughs> um, and the gameplay is nothing to write home about. That's, you see, I like we were talking about this earlier, I would compromise right. mm -hmm. for good storytelling and like bad gameplay. Mm -hmm. But if it's a bad story and a bad gameplay, or bad gameplay, then... Yeah, what's the point? What's the point of playing it? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know this. So basically, The Order 1886, you play as a guy who's basically a member of the Knights of the Round Table in 1886. So there's a lot of different, like, steampunky feel, like, stuff in it. Uh, the guy who makes all of your weaponry for The Order is Nikola Tesla. Um, really? Yeah. Good. They, they, David they, Bowie's Tesla? No, just, <laughs> just Nicholas. Um, just Nick. Just old Nick. Good Nick, Saint yeah. Nicholas. Nick Tesla. Yeah. Good old Saint Nicholas Tesla. Um, <laughs> delivers electricity on your chimney. Um, <laughs> that sounds awful. That sounds so painful. It just shocks you while you're asleep. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Here on um, the taser, it's on. You just chunks it down your chimney. Like I, the game, kind of tries to like set itself in this like weird like alternate reality, where like you know there is Nikola Tesla and like the chief of police in this like london area is sir arthur conan doyle mm -hmm. and it's wow. like okay like this is cool but you're also like fighting vampires and werewolves because like a, as a part of the order you're like protecting london from these like supernatural threats right the story i think is supposed to be like it's supposed to take you like six to eight hours or something like that to finish which is not that long of a campaign but i mean games have told really good stories in less time yeah uh i beat it in like a day and a half <laughs> and um there is no substance to this story like at all um basically like, your character gets betrayed by one of the other members of the order and he has to like try to clear his name which he doesn't end up doing yeah and the game's campaign is super short um it's sequel baits so basically, like at the end, it was like it's setting up for this big grand sequel. Like you're about yeah. to go back to the order and fight your way back in. And this game is not getting a sequel. <laughs> like I, I can't tell the future. I'm not a psychic, but I can 
say without a shadow of a doubt this game is not getting a sequel <laughs> and the worst part about it i had to pay 60 dollars for this game Ugh. full price for what should have been a tech demo yikes yeah um like a free download from the playstation store. yeah or like a a dlc for a much better game yeah um and i think that it had an idea of what it wanted to do but it just failed i think it wanted to be this cool sort of like steampunk supernatural game where it's like you know oh we're edgy and cool and steampunk but at the same time it's just like yeah like yeah. that's all i could, like in the most scientific of terms <laughs> uh i i will stay away from that game it, it sounds terrible no oh, it's pretty bad uh ryan do you have a least favorite um so as i was uh sitting here and realizing how unprepared how unprepared i was um <laughs> wow your voice oh, wow it changed what can i say um so I was thinking on a game that I was really, really disappointed in. I, I try not to really bash on games because I know these people, these developers were... Dang it! <laughs> these developers were really hard. Okay. Um, when the PlayStation 3 first came out, um, they were introducing, I don't, I don't know what you call it, the remote where you could steer stuff by just moving the remote around. Uh-huh. Um, well, the game they came out to showcase that was called Lair. Oh, yeah. You remember Lair? Yeah, I wanted to play it so bad because dragons. Dragons. <laughs> That's what everyone thought was, oh, you're a dragon rider. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fantastic. Well, you get on there and you go to ride a dragon. And the very first thing you do, because the remote and the, the new whatever you call that is just so clunky. Like, I remember hitting straight into a mountain and dying like 30 seconds after I started it. So it wasn't – it was – I remember being so disappointed that it had so much potential. Like, I wish I could just use yeah. the analog sticks to fly yeah. it around. Because it's super cool, you know, you get to be a dragon rider. And the game was just trash. Bad because they couldn't get the control down. Yeah. So, like, storytelling-wise, like, how did that affect... <laughs> I'm going to be completely game. honest with you. I played it for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> because I was like, no, I'm not putting up, like... I can't put myself through this. Yeah. If I was you, I would have known that I was going to have to tell this story years later and would have played it all the way through. Dang. <laughs> Hindsight Dang. is twenty twenty. Even <laughs> more unprepared. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I've got to go back. <laughs> uh, so moving right along because we're like <clears throat> really long right now. Um, my least My least favorite story in a video game is... Metroid Prime Hunters for, uh. for the DS Lite. Mm-hmm. Here's why. I like the Metroid Prime series on the GameCube, and the third one was on the Wii. It was good. I mean, the, the premise was really interesting. And the mm. second one, especially as far as story goes, the second one actually started to get pretty interesting. Like, there's a Dark Samus, and you're like, what the crap? And then it turns out that Dark Samus is actually Metroid Prime because mm-hmm. it stole your phase on suit in the first one and i'm sounding really geeky right now but it's still your face on suit in the first game <laughs> and uh all you had was your gravity suit and then <laughs> if you completed it a hundred percent like i did she takes off her helmet and you're like oh she's a girl <laughs> um but there, there were tons of metroid games you know and but then there was like this was a specific storyline the metroid prime story yeah and they were coming out I remember I got my DS and I was pumped about this game because I liked the Metroid Prime games and right. it was Metroid Prime Hunters. And then like there was a multiplayer and I was like, this looks sweet. 
It has nothing to do with Metroid Prime. That's yeah. the thing that makes me the most <laughs> upset. That was a big thing when it came out, that people were really upset about the concept of getting a Metroid game and it being nothing like Metroid, you know? Yeah, so. and I, I'm trying to even think if there are Metroids in it. Like the, the creature Metroid. Yeah. I don't think there is. And... The cr- and the thing about it is Metroid, what are you hunting? Metroid Prime, nothing. There's just other hunters in it that you have to like battle and stuff. And mm. like Metroid Prime is a, the name of a character, and that's like the main villain. Yeah. On in all the Metroid Prime games, and that that villain's not even in this game. So like, why is it called Metroid Prime Hunters? Why isn't it just quite quite? Why isn't it just called Metroid? Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, you're you're one to talk, right? Why isn't it just I called don't know what like? What are you talking about? <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Hot <laughs> oh, oh, dog. Special guest. Oh. John Mark Campbell. Mark Campbell is here. John <laughs> Um, but. Like they could have just called it Metroid Hunters. Like just make it its own yeah. thing. I don't know. And like no, this, I agree. The graph. I mean, it was like what second generation ds but the the graphics were like terrible like yeah even back then like i was like this is not good yeah there are some games that came out back then that like even even though it was like oh yeah it's on the ds or whatever the graphics are still like this should not have been released yeah Yeah. i don't understand this how dare you and like sir the it's just that was the first serious game i played was metroid prime on the gamecube as like as a gamer like right and so I really have this attachment to the Metroid Prime series, and that game was just a huge disappointment. You know, not that the Metroid Prime series has the best story ever, but the story was still pretty good, you know, yeah. and it was just such a disappointment. Anyway, moving on. Seth? You want to talk about a disappointment in games? Play E.T. Oh right? my gosh, no. <laughs> did you, guys, you, guys did you play E.T.? Of course. Did you, of did you watch Watch Mojo's top 10 worst video game story? <laughs> listen, for listen, your, listen, to get what listen, video listen, game we're going to talk about. This actually isn't my, isn't my answer, but... If you guys know the lore behind E.T., you guys know that this game the was... The lore behind This game was supposed to be... Do you mean have you watched the movie? <laughs> this game was supposed to be... Blizzard did a fantastic job with the lore E.T. for E.T. more. <laughs> High fantasy stuff right there. But if, but if you guys, like... Okay, so E.T. was supposed to be that game that pretty much took video game... Like, it was, it was the first of its kind. And uh, it was so bad that... <laughs> They had to take all the ET games and bury them, bury them in like a trash pit in El Paso and burn them. They literally buried. They buried all every of copy mm-hmm. of the like video game. Every copy of the video. Game. Which is funny because for years that went around as like folklore, and people were like, and no, then they actually no found it. Yeah, yeah, they no, found it. They found it. The, and the reason, like in New Mexico, right next to my house. The whole yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Um, but yeah. My actual answer is, my girlfriend loves Sonic, so I don't know how she's going to feel about this, but if you think Sonic Adventures is a good game whatsoever, then I don't know if we can be friends. Uh, remind me of Sonic Adventures, which uh, says something like... Is that the same as Sonic Mario Olympics? No. <laughs> okay, so actually pretty much any Sonic game that's been made since 06, because Sonic 06 is bad. Ooh, that game is so bad! Sonic 06 is terrible. Pretty much, pretty much any Sonic game made past the Sega console. Pretty much. Uh, but Sonic 06 was really bad. Sonic Adventures was even worse. And then Sonic uh, Sonic Boom was even worse. Oh, when they like elongated the characters and like made them edgy with scars. Yeah, scars and gave <laughs> Knuckles fingers. And... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you saying scars or scarves? Scarves. <laughs> like bandanas around you the You would neck. think that like the natural... Um, 
sort of way they would go to make a character edgy is giving them scars. But no, they gave them scars. I think that was a pitch meeting. I think they were like, what can we do to make them edgier? They're like, scars, scars, perfect. Yeah, so like, I, I it's said, like a really long But table. it was like an intern, so he was afraid to like correct them. They're like, perfect. And he he's like, no, like, I said, oh, okay. He like said it under his breath. He's like, scars. He's like, scars. Scars, that's perfect. perfect. Actually, I said, I said scars. Go get the coffee. I saw <laughs> something the other day on online. It's like, Knuckles the enchilada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinchilla. Chinchilla. But the thing that's... Wait, Knuckles isn't a chinchilla? He's a chinchilla. He's a chinchilla. No, he's an echidna. He is an echidna. Well, he's a kidney. What? He's a kidney. Yeah. Donor. I thought Sign he was a... a <laughs> I thought he was a Pokemon. Oh my god. Oh, Marcus. Oh no! Why did I think he was a chinchilla? Moving along. <laughs> The weirdest thing about <laughs> the weirdest thing about Sonic Adventures is that Sonic has a relationship with a human being. Mm-mm. That's the that's the weirdest part. Bestiality and it's also nice. also. <laughs> anything else to add? That's it. Sonic Adventures is bad, and if you haven't played it, go play it. Which is the awful. one where there was the werewolf version of Sonic? That was Sonic Unleashed. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Wasn't that when the Force Unleashed came out? Right, it was Sonic Unleashed. Right, <laughs> I think you're right. And they whenever were, he was a werewolf. Yes, I think it was. Werehog is what they called him. Werehog. That doesn't make it any Star better. Wars episode you can't just change the name of Sonic Werewolf. Unleashed. <laughs> you can't just change the name of Sonic. Sonic. But the last Sonic. <laughs> gotta go quickly. Sonic is a terrible game. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, absolutely. Adventures. And 06. And Boom. And Boom, Fire and Ice. Whatever. <laughs> Pretty much all of them except the original, like, three. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. there's There's a lot of... I feel like there's a lot more games that are disappointing than games that... But, I mean, they do come out with games constantly. I had a PSP very yes. briefly. And I, I literally could not find a good game for the PSP. I, I tried so hard to find a good game for the PSP. Actually, speaking of Sonic, I really enjoyed Sonic Rivals on the PSP. On the PSP? Yes, it was like... It was a side-scroller, but it was a racing game. Yeah. But it was Sonic and all the characters, like Silver... That seems Knuckles, like Tales. Really, the only game I ever played on my PSP was Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Yeah, and that wasn't even made for PSP. Like they just <laughs> made it for other things and just kind of ported it to PSP. Yeah, that's yeah, true. But anyway, uh, so now we have a really cool segment. Um, I asked a few uh, people if to share their geeky stories, and oh, we're going yeah. to share their geeky stories uh, real quick. Yes, I'm gonna start off. Uh, we may not get to all of them. We may. I'm going to try to do all of them because we got a lot of good ones, um, but we'll see what happens. So, this is Josh McGuire, who used to go to school here at NMU, um, New Mexico <laughs> University. Uh, he says, I had a Ted Cruz signed picture hanging on my dorm room wall. It was the only thing on my wall. Hashtag political geek. Okay. And I think that's really interesting because I never thought of that as a geek subculture, but yeah. I guess it definitely is. And oh, I think it's funny because it he, he wants to be a politician, right? Josh right, does. Right. And I think it's so funny that, you know, I mean, I have my own, it's not weird and I'm not like, oh, shun him. But like, I think it's funny that he considers politicians like celebrities, you know? Yeah. I, not funny. I think it's interesting. That <laughs> I think it's really funny how, <laughs> how he thinks. I, no. But like, that's... Like, people have, like, Shakira or, like, Hermione Granger on their wall. I've never met anyone that has ever idolized Shakira. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say either of those two, and I'm like, I think that's most yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he has Ted Cruz on his wall, so yeah. okay. that's funny. Thanks, Josh, for yeah. sharing that. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Okay, uh, I have one by Lexi Daniel. 
And this says, one time I wore all of my Ninja Turtle stuff to go shopping, which sounds like something that Ryan would do. Respect. Nothing but respect. Okay, but like... When <laughs> which you say, one? Uh, I'm definitely Leonardo, but my friends would call me uh, Donatello. Yeah, I'm a Donatello guy all the way. Um, <clears throat> I've never seen <laughs> Ninja Turtles. So I, I Anything? Know. Anything? I literally only had PBS Kids as a child. <laughs> I consider myself more of a Master Splinter kind of guy. Mm. But <laughs> I consider myself a more of a Shredder kind of guy. Shredder. Okay, so, see, you do understand. There you go. <laughs> okay, so this is from uh, Alex DeFritos. Um, <laughs> DeFritos? Alex, Alex DeFrias, please. <laughs> <laughs> Alex DeFiat. Um, so it says, My roommate and I had two swords, a diamond Minecraft sword and a red lightsaber that crossed each other somewhat like a family crest that we dubbed the Swords of Celibacy. Yeah. <laughs> Tim and I decided, and we will own the swords individually once we are married. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Doesn't that mean they don't work anymore? If you're married, they have failed their useful, usefulness. Well, no, I think that's the thing. I think it's like... Oh, because uh, now they're separated. Yeah, they're not... Yeah, once they're, like, crossed, that's when the celibacy shield comes out. Mm. But, like, when they're apart, it's just kind of like... It's more of a memento. My general there. personality is my celibacy shield. So. <laughs> my appearance is my celibacy shield. <laughs> celibacy shield. <laughs> celibacy shield. All right. Must protect my virginity. <laughs> At all costs. <laughs> I'm not a part of this. <laughs> so this one seems very fitting because we talked about Overwatch uh-huh. so much tonight. Um, Jamie Melton. Um, she says, once, while at work, I was cleaning tables in the dining area, and this guy was bragging about his ranking in Overwatch, and I casually turned to them and tell him that mine is several ranks above his, and all of his friends were like, oh, burn! And I just walked away without saying anything else. Nothing but respect. That is the coolest thing. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have been there to witness it. Real recognize real. Like, that's legit. Yeah. I would have walked, walked away with you. Like, I wonder if that guy was like, uh, I'm a level five. Like, uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Can I get this to go? <laughs> I mean, I Hanzo. Oh, so like, I'm like, totally better than that. She's like, it's really cool. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, but uh, do you play League of Legends? I bet you don't. I bet I'm better than you at something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it. Jerry Seinfeld, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> do you play League? <laughs> you know what League of Legends stands for? LOL! <laughs> Buy B movie! <laughs> He's B movie, but every time I say B, my League of Legends feed comes on! <laughs> it's B movie, but every time they say B, it's Jerry Seinfeld saying, Buy B movie! <laughs> it's just be an endless cycle. Yeah. Exactly. Ew, they make so many B puns in that. That's my least favorite story for a video game. <laughs> is there a B-movie video game? I think there is. There has, there has to be, I'm sure. Please. I'm sure they banked on we that. We should have chosen that. There is a video game? Yeah, there is. A There's video. a video game. There is, in fact, a video game, <laughs> and I want it now. It's only $21 on Walmart.com, so if anyone wants to buy that for me, thank you. Press X to play B-movie. <laughs> <laughs> the game is him watching B-movie. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Charlie Lay says, I used to plan my weekends, dates, hanging with friends, etc., all around my World of Warcraft raids when I used to play. Mm. That serious, dot, dot, dot. And uh, <sighs> right. I, I gotta say, if I had a girlfriend, I feel like if I was playing a video game, even an online one, and she was like, 
hey, let's go hang out. I'd be like, yep. And I'd like drop everything. <laughs> like, Sorry, guys. Gotta go. <laughs> but uh, it, it also has been a long time. So I might have a very biased opinion. <laughs> so this one, oh, no. maybe, you can, maybe you guys can help me out with this one. But Miranda Murr says, when I get giddy to mark up everything with Sharpie on a post-it note. <laughs> okay. She gets, it's geeky when she gets, because she gets giddy. When she marks up everything with Sharpie. It's, okay, so that makes sense. I yeah. wasn't pre... Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, using a Sharpie is definitely a transcendent experience. Yeah. Um, Mostly because you get high while doing it because of the fumes. That's not true. <laughs> I'm, like, defending Sharpies. <laughs> hey, that's not why you have to be 18 to buy them. Okay? I'm glad you clarified because it makes so much more sense. I yeah. was reading it as a just its own statement. What would, you call, would you call that, like, arts and crafts sub-geek culture? Which I'm sure is a thing. I don't know. There are people who love doing crafts. I, my mom. That does. <laughs> my mom is a scrapbooking lady. <laughs> my, my mom's like, you want to go make binoculars <laughs> out of these toilet paper rolls? And I'm like, no, mom. And you say yes. What kind I'm of playing Arkham. Is that? Of course. I'm watching Batman versus Superman. No. <laughs> and there it is. So this next uh, one comes from Eric Stephen Hand. It says I just scored 15 out of 15 on a Little Mermaid quiz. Pretty stoked about it. Not even mad. Really? I, I don't even know. I'm if proud of you. Absolutely. Um, but I do want to talk about just how incredibly sexist The Little Mermaid is. Oh, for <laughs> if sure. If you really like read real far into it, um, <laughs> it is incredibly damaging towards women. Um, you know, just... I, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Brian's um, showing us memes. We're recording a podcast. Why are you scrolling through The memes? level of unprofessionalism <laughs> is very far high. Too much. No, it's very high with all, with all of us. He basically just Except showed us a picture saying, Can we go? I'm done with this. <laughs> it was just a sign that just said, Help, I'm being held. Yeah. <laughs> but this isn't a Who video. are you showing that to? Your captors? It was actually. <laughs> it was our, Snyder. He's still at the door. <laughs> it was a picture of our first fan art for our podcast. It's just, it's just wavelength. It's just wavelength. Yeah, that's it. Oh, cool. This is what you guys look like. Yeah. This is what um, I imagined you guys would look like. So, um, uh, Chelsea Watkins said, I wear my Star Wars belt to work every day. The Force is with me, and so are the sales. Yes. We can actually confirm that the Force is with Chelsea, because I know every time we'd walk into the lobby at the school we go to, she'd be watching Courage the Cowardly Dog. All Classics. kinds of... Yeah. Great like stuff. Like the classic cartoons. I respect you, Chelsea. A lot of respect there. The force mm. is with you. Or Chelsea, however your name is spelled. <laughs> JK, I, I know you. Alisa <laughs> uh, uh, Hardinge, I think that's how you say her name. She says, my whole life is a geeky moment. And I relate Girl, to that on a spiritual, mo a spiritual level. Like, too much, too much. But I'm going to share another one because uh -oh. that one was so short. Un unless you guys are ready. Oh! Go for it. Um, Jessica Lusk said uh, uh is it geeky that i prefer using a pencil to a pen i feel i like the feel the sound the way it looks and i'm old school i don't need mechanical or does that just make me weird uh daniel fair said no i'm kidding we're not moving on um i, I <laughs> ryan uh ryan ford says i started a podcast with a bunch of geeks <laughs> Wow, he two sounds... Min two minutes ago. Rugged and handsome. <laughs> wow, he sounds like he's definitely older than 12. <laughs> oh, crying Ryan. Out of the game. Back at it again. Uh, guys, I hate fans. this. I hate no, this. No. Um, yeah, that was... If you ever want to share, we actually... By the time this is out, we should have a Facebook page up. Uh, you know, crossing our fingers. Uh, it's Geek Vomit on Facebook. Uh, 
So we would love for you guys to continue to share your geeky stories with us. And if we really like your geeky story, we'll share it on the podcast. Yeah, so that's going to wrap up this podcast for today. Um, thank you, me, for being here. Yeah. Uh, you are such a professional and so good looking and so incredibly, undeniably <laughs> single. Um, <laughs> for all the <laughs> parents that are listening out there, if you know a nice girl. Yeah. Ladies, uh, he may be the left shark, but he's the right shark for you. Hey! Hey! <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, I don't really know what else. I just. I would just like to thank Derek for letting us be on his podcast. Today. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What you guys don't know, uh, in a Shyamalanian twist, this has actually Shyamalan. been <laughs> Shyamalanian. <laughs> this has actually been my podcast. But um, yeah, this has actually been my podcast the entire time, and uh, I bet you guys didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter.com at Derek Fultz. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can add me as a friend, Derek Fultz. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Derek Fultz. I just put up a... I spell Fultz. Oh, I'm sorry. You spell Derek, D-E-R-E-K, and Fultz, F-U-L-T-S. No Z. If you add a Z somewhere, I'm going to find you and hurt you. (laughs) It's a direct email to his phone. (laughs) For anyone who's... Somebody spelled it Z. (laughs) Guess what? I have Google Google alerts set up. Um, No, I'm also on YouTube at youtube.com slash Derek Fultz. I actually just put out a video today, uh, about two hours ago, um, where I, I give you 20 good ways to get creative so if you want to go ahead and watch that and give me a thumbs up and subscribe, that would mean so much to me. I'm not actually making any money off of it yet, <laughs> but that's the goal. There you go. Yeah. Well, thanks, you guys. I'm Marcus. I'm Seth Jackson. I'm Brian Ford. Let me do it again. <laughs> Dude, I didn't say my last name. I'm Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> My name is Marcus Hooper, Seth Jackson, and Ryan Ford. And this has been Geek Vomit. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, thank you, Derek. <laughs> for vomiting with us. No problem. Vomiting with us today. Now clean this up. <laughs> yes, Bob. <father. laughs>